0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Of course, we are, uh, well, just a few days away from the municipal election. October 22nd is voting day, although the advance polls, of course, opened up yesterday. Uh, And uh, as we predicted some time ago, uh, light rail transit, the LRT issue, is obviously a driving factor in this election, uh, especially between the two major candidates for the mayor's position, that being the incumbent Fred Eisenberger and uh, the challenger Vito Scro. Uh, and, uh, well, LRT was front and center once again. And uh, it's getting a little messy right now when you look at some of the back and forth that's going on. Uh, Fred Eisenberger, the incumbent mayor, of course, and LRT supporters says Vito Scro is willfully misinforming people about how the city can spend the billion dollars the province has earmarked for the project. Uh, Scro, to his part, has issued a release uh, yesterday suggesting that uh, Premier Doug Ford's office backs up his position and that Eisenberger has a campaign based on fiction and misrepresentation. It's getting ugly. Sounds like the gloves are coming off. Uh, we're going to get your thoughts on this. I'm going to open the lines up in just a couple of minutes here for, uh, for your take on what's going on and who you believe in this debate that seems to be going back and forth. And uh, we'll do that in just a few seconds. I want to bring Henry Jacek into the conversation first of all, though. Uh, professor of political science, of course, at McMaster University here in Hamilton. Henry, great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for the time today. Oh, no problem, Bill. Listen, th- 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 these things get a little testy, but I, th- I can't recall a municipal election that seems to have that amount of vitriol like this one does.
1: Well, yeah, it, it is pretty intense, uh, and I think that's you know we have an incumbent mayor who thinks he's done a good job, and he's you know making his arguments, and then we have uh, somebody who has uh, been active in the back rooms of politics. We haven't heard very much about him. I mean, the general public has, not who's used to you know you know the the tough side inside po- part of politics, and he wants to be mayor, and uh, he's a very communicates well and prepares a simple message and and essentially wants the job, so boom, we got two people who are out there in the middle of the street having a little brawl.
0: It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, not the first time we've had a controversial issue, though. And I, I mentioned on the show before, this seems to bring back memories of, uh, I guess it was the 2003 election, which was basically about the expressway at that time mm-hmm. and two major contenders. As a matter of fact, they were both contenders at that time because Bob Wade did not uh, run again, uh, but it was Larry Deany and David Christopherson both on very different sides of that issue.
1: hmm Yeah, that was. And, of course, David Kristofferson was a very different person than the challenger we have today. (laughs) Very different personality. Well,
0: yeah, and and again, he had that profile, that high profile anyway, because of his time. Well, first of all, as a counselor and as an MPP, yeah. Yeah,
1: and and as we saw later on, and uh, I had talked to him during the campaign, I, I always knew he had plan B, which was to run as an MP.
0: Which, uh, yeah,
1: did. Which he did, and he had a successful career in Ottawa.
0: Exactly. Uh, what about that that idea about profile, though, Henry? I mean, how important is that as, as people decide who they're going to select uh, to be the mayor in this city?
1: Well, I mean, the incumbent always has a, a big advantage, unless the incumbent has done something that really riles up people. Uh, usually of a personal nature. Now, I mean, the, there's nothing personal that you can say about our current mayor uh, that he's done something wrong at, on a personal level, whether financial, sexual, or anything else. It's really a policy disagreement. What's the best thing for Hamilton to go ahead with? You know, the LRT project. And the associated infrastructure, or to basically come up with a new plan and go to the province, and say we want to spend this money on this new plan. So that it's really, so really, it's a policy discussion, not some much a, a personality. You know, any personality defect of the of the mayor.
0: But we're going into a, a kind of a dark area here, where we're actually pulling the province into this debate. When, and I'm not so sure that any government at the Queens Park uh, wants to get involved in the nitty gritty of a municipal election. But that billion dollars really seems to be the, the contentious issue.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, what, what people aren't uh, need to focus on is what's happening at the provincial level. We have a brand-new government. By its own admission, it has a real big problem. It has a $16 billion deficit. They're going to be looking to cut all sorts of things. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that you know if 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 we get a council a new council and says well we're not so sure we want to go with the LRT let's talk to the province about something else that money i'm sure will for the time being will disappear into that 16 billion dollar deficit we might get a promise that well when you get your act together 3 years down the road well we'll we'll start funding something new perhaps but, you know, it's going to be up in the sky, and uh, the money's going to, you know, whether we'd ever see that kind of money again uh, in the next four years, I, I doubt it. It's just basically the reality of the financial situation the province finds itself in.
0: The uh, release that uh, Vito Scrooge issued yesterday, at least his office did anyway, uh, the, here's a quote. Uh, this is what he's using as justification to say the government is still committed to this and, and is is backing up his position. It's just a very brief comment here. It says, Our government, for the people, will ensure Hamilton gets the money it needs for transit or infrastructure. Our government will wait and see what the city's transit priorities are after the municipal election, and whether it is for the billion-dollar LRT project or other projects that council wants, the Ontario government will be there with funding. And that's a sign from John Jakubowski, who's the Minister of Transportation, of course, for the Ford government. Does that sound like a commitment to you?
1: Well, it's a commitment to do, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to be something, there'll be a commitment there. They're not going to say, we'll never do this, or it's not going to happen. But the question is when. See, there's no time commitment in there, and if you've got a big deficit right now, uh why not wait uh, you know deal with your deficit now if you're the finance minister or the cabinet there and then uh three uh, you know nine uh, a year before the election nine months before the election say oh by the way we will fund a new project in hamilton and uh, let's start planning for it, and uh, it, it'll come to a fruition uh, in the not too distant future. Meanwhile, three years have gone by, and I bet you, by the time if we went that route, by the time of the next election, I'm sure nothing would have happened because by the time you plan a whole new way of spending the money, it's going to blow past the next uh, election date. So, yeah, it's it's the timing because there's no timing put in there. That, that allows the government to just put it off. And we know oftentimes, if you listen to government announcements, they're cons- you have to always listen for the timing. And even when they put in timing, they'll say, over the next 10 years, we're going to spend X on mental health. Yeah. Well, wh- wh- is the government going to be in power 10 years from now? And, and oftentimes that money spent is back-end loaded. That is, it's the back-end of the 10 years, and the money <laughs> doesn't come along. Uh, timing is very important. You need to get the government to give a, a, pro- a promise on a timing and and i didn't hear it in there and i think most governments are not going to do it and this government with 16 billion dollar deficit does not want to commit to any new spending
0: which is I, I, one of the things that just seems to get <clears throat> excuse me thrown out to the side here, uh, and we're forgetting about this. And you and I've talked about this many times. Of course, There's a process in in right. situations like this. So, and, and you know, it was I think mischaracterized right from the get go that there is not a billion dollar check sitting there with you know with the city of Hamilton's name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, there's there's a process. You have to apply for these things. You have to uh, you know if you're going to do this project, uh, show me the basically show me your homework on this. Right. And, and that takes a lot of time, doesn't it? And a lot of uh, you know, there's this committee to go to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This this could drag out for years yet.
1: I mean, this is what most people don't think. I mean, we uh, a parliamentary form of government like we have is very strong, but all the I's you got to dot and the Ts you got to cross, and all the processes you have to do, and especially when you involve the private sector that's going to be involved with building a lot of this stuff, just you, contracts. You you know, they take a long time to negotiate. Uh, you know, to get up and running. You know, it is these things take a long period of time and the government really has to be focused on projects to really push them forward and uh, yeah people don't i think generally don't realize how slow things go because of all the various you know players that are involved in making something happen and all the processes you'll have to go through and of course no government wants to you know go quickly through some process that may turn out to uh, you know, look bad in hindsight, and then they get blamed for it. So they're very careful. We don't want to do anything that's wrong when we're spending a billion dollars because it's going to come back and bite us.
0: Yeah, there's another element to this, too, that doesn't seem to be part of the conversation. Um, it's a kind of a head-scratcher for me, is the, 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 basically the form of government and, that we have here at the municipality, Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever the, is going to win this election, whoever the next mayor is going to be, whether it's the incumbent or, or one of these challengers, might be Mr. Scrooge, could be... Uh, They only get one vote on council.
1: That's right. But they have a more, I mean, well, one thing they do have, I mean, you know this better than I do, of course, but but I think, uh, you know, the mayor is the spokesperson for for the city council. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, when they go, when, when the city when people up at queen's park are uh, you know basically negotiating with the city they normally assume they're you know they're going to be sitting across from the mayor maybe with some counselors and some staff people but uh the basically that the point person you know is, is the mayor and so you're right he only has one vote but in 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 terms of you know negotiating with upper level governments both provincial and federal and the press i mean i think the mayor is is very important uh you know the uh I think it was U.S. President uh, Theodore Roosevelt many, many years ago in the States, says the thing, great thing about being president was, and he had no vote in Congress, but the great thing is he said it was, the presidency was a bully pulpit. That is, what he meant by that is he had when he t- spoke, people
0: paid attention. You still have to tread lightly, though. As, I, yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, very relevant to this discussion about LRT, right. uh, former Mayor Bob Rettina got in hot water with his council colleagues because they – Basically said, look at you're going to Queens Park, and you're not articulating the message we want you to. And I think he got censured actually by council at that point. And, uh, so you you do have that bully pulpit, but at the same time. Uh, the other people around that council table simply say, look, it, you have to do what we want you to do, what the majority want us to do. So it's a, it's, a, it's a balancing act, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. And certainly, again, you know better than I But you, Yeah, you have to negotiate with the councillors. You have to have a good sense of, you know, what can I build sort of a consensus today around the people on the council? If I go out and do say a certain thing, will I have most of the council saying it's okay? Or will they come out and say, no, 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 you can't say that. We didn't agree to it. So the, the, there has to to be a social intelligence that I think our mayor has, he, you know, he, can, he can't be a bull in the china shop. You have to essentially, you know, basically try to keep, uh, you know, a, a main group of people in the council uh, on your side. And and it may not only be, you know, the uh, the numbers, but it may be there's you, see, you probably and again you probably know better than I. It's certain people on the council who have a lot of respect. So if you have some of the important people. Uh, you know that are, that, 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 you know, are respected and not only in their area, and they re- represent diverse areas of the city, and they're, they're you know, well known, and if they're more or less together with the mayor, then I think the mayor can get things done. but it's still a struggle. It's still a struggle to get things done, and uh, it takes a lot of time. And yeah, I mean, being the mayor, I think is a very difficult job.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> not for the, the the faint of heart, but any stretch of no. the imagination. Henry, do you get the sense that, that there's a, a, a mood change in the city about this project, uh, that that people are starting to give second thoughts to it, or do you think that the the, the resolve to get this thing done is, is actually becoming more solid?
1: Well, I think there really is a split, but I think it's a split between you know, essentially it's a split, I think, basically between people who are future-oriented, who are looking, saying, what, what does this city need 10, 20 years down the road? And they're estimating what they need, and they think they, think they need not you know, the LRT, but also the rebuild of the infrastructure, including the telecommunications infrastructure, which I think nobody talks about, but strikes me as very important if mm-hmm. you want to attract business, uh, between, uh, you know, Mac and Eastgate. And uh, so those people looking there and saying, okay, we are going to have to do some sacrifices. Of course, construction is going to be a mess when you do something like this. But this is something like you have to go through. And then you have other people who say, I just don't want to be bothered with, uh, with this mess right now. And uh, I don't want to be, you know, I'm, I'm tired of all this controversy. I'm worried about, you know. Spend, we have to may have to spend money in the meantime or something like that and they say, i just want the problem to go away and i think you have those two people with those two type of perspectives and i think that there's a big split there but i think you know when you look at the people who are you know forward-looking uh... and essentially want to make the sacrifices and then to seeing about where the city's going to go and i think that's you know, that's the business, a lot of it's the business community, the community with the big institutions, including my own McMaster University, basically saying this is good for the city, and sort of reminds me, looking back, I'd love to go back and check this out, but I mean, it was a big sacrifice for the city to bring McMaster University in the 1930s from Toronto, but I think it was good for the city, and I think these things are, are, uh, you know, that they do take sacrifice over the short term, and uh, some people are willing to do that sacrifice over the short term, and some people don't want to do that sacrifice over the short term. I've heard from both sides, and I think that's that's the divide.
0: But is this back and forth, especially between Eisenberger and Scrooge, continues and seemingly is heating up again? Right. What does that do to, to the electorate? Does, does that embolden them? Does that fire them up to, to do something about this? Or does, it, does it change minds?
1: Well, first of all, I think it should increase turnout. I think we should have a good turnout uh, because we've got a a very live issue here, and uh, you know I think turnout, is, a raising turnout is good, <laughs> uh, and and that I'm happy about that. And you know I hope people are paying attention to. We had the you know the big article in the Hamlin Spectator today, and anybody listening in who wants to you sort of try to understand both sides, I thought it'll, the the article was pretty good. It was a long, lengthy article, but people should you know take the time out to read that. And uh, get themselves informed about this issue, and 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 really ask themselves, you know, what what do they want the future to look like, uh, and do they think we can reach the future we want by not having the LRT, or do we need the LRT? And also look at the infrastructure we're going to, you know, g- get for that, and particularly what uh, I'm quite surprised very, virtually no talk about the telecommunications infrastructure that's going to go down uh, when we're when you're when you're building that, and uh, I, I just think. If you want to, if you want to take, you know, hold down the rate of increase on home taxes, we got to get more businesses in the city. And I think for a modern business who's looking around for a location, telecommunications connectivity is is really critical. And I think. You know, I've heard from people economically who have an economic interest in the city saying, you yeah, know, we're not good enough there. We're losing out to places like Kitchener, Waterloo, because we don't have that backbone of telecommunications going down our main street. So that's that's what they tell me. And I think uh, I'd like to hear some people talk about that.
0: Well, so would I, and we're going to do that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Henry, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this today. Okay, I love talking to you, Bill. You bye, bet bye. You. Henry Jasek, of course, from McMaster University. Uh, yeah, I want to get your opinions on this. We're going to do a short break here. Of course, got a news update coming up in a few minutes. Uh, then we are we're putting the lines up. 905-645-3221. That's the number. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 is a toll-free number. You can reach us on email, kelly at 900chml.com. And on Twitter, as many of you have already done, at CHML bill kelly. Your tweets, your uh, emails, and your phone calls, your opinions. That's what I'm looking for here. What's your take on this? Who do you believe? This is really, as we articulated and as we uh, foretold, is going to come down, obviously, to about a two-person race for the mayor. This is the one pro, one con when it comes to this LRT. Who do you believe about the billion dollars? 905 645 3221 star 9900. Short timeout, and then it's your turn. It's your bully pulpit to tell us how you feel as we draw ever closer to this municipal election. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.